the passage of scripture into your hearing. I believe this is what the Holy Spirit would have for us on today. It's in the New Testament record, the Gospel of St. Luke, St. Luke chapter 17, and I want to read verses 12 through 19, King James Version on today. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, uh, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. He said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I want to talk for just a few minutes today on this thought. I hope you're not one of the nine. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor, tell him I hope you're not one of the nine. Amen. God bless you. The Holy Spirit deposited something in my spirit in preparation for this message today I had not seen before in this familiar text. It showed to me that there is a direct correlation between gratefulness and faith. My God. Yeah, direct correlation between gratefulness and faith. What is the connection? Someone has said they... They really are two sides of the same coin. Uh, faith without gratitude is really not faith at all. Uh, there is something life-giving about gratitude. If you see a person that's bitter all the time, always condescending, condescending in their conversation, just ungrateful, that's a person who is really lacking faith. They've allowed their circumstances to overshadow not only what the Lord can do, but really what he's already done. Listen, there was a gentleman by the name of Anthony Ray Hinton. He spent literally 30 years on death row for a crime he did not commit. Matter of fact, at the time of, of the, uh, the time the crime was committed, he was working in a locked factory. And uh, when he was arrested in Alabama, he was told by the police officers he was going to jail because he was black. Spent 30 years in a five by seven foot cell in solitary confinement, allowed uh, out only one hour a day. Uh, and uh, during his time on death row, uh, he still had such a grateful attitude. Despite his negative circumstances, he became a counselor and friend to many other inmates. Matter of fact, 54 of whom were even eventually put to death. 
But he had such a positive and grateful attitude despite his situation, he even became counselor and friends to the death row guards, many of whom begged his attorney to get him out of that prison. Finally, a unanimous Supreme Court ruling came down and ordered his release. He was finally able to walk free, and he was asked uh, whether he was angry at all the people who were responsible for putting him behind bars for 30 years. He responded, no, I've forgiven them. So they said, yeah, but they took 30 years of your life. How can you not be angry? He, he responded, he said, listen, if I'm angry, bitter, and unforgiving, they will have taken the rest of my life. Preach, that's what I'm trying to get to today. Faith and gratitude are two sides of the same coin. Uh, here in our text today, uh, the writer is Luke. I believe that's one of the things he's teaching us in this text today. Uh, we look at the results of a man who was healed in a great way, along with others, but yet he alone received an immeasurably greater blessing that the others did not receive and could not experience because he had something more than what they could see. The writer is Luke, uh, whom the apostle Paul affectionately calls the beloved physician. During Luke's years in his profession, I'm sure he practiced and aided and treated uh, the recovery of people with many ailments, injuries, diseases, fractures, hurts, pains, etc. But it looks like he finally came to the resolution that with all of his experience and training and expertise, there's still some ailments in life some hurts and some pains that no human remedy can afford. And so one day, this great physician named Luke meets another great physician. But this other physician that he meets is one that could heal all manner of diseases, all ailments, all hurts, and all pains, not only of the body, but of the mind and the soul. And so subsequently, this physician uh, the writer of this gospel, Luke, sets out, uh, he puts thoughts to paper, and uh, evidently influenced by his uh, medical background, he seeks to demonstrate and highlight Jesus Christ is the great physician. He also writes, uh, in part, to encourage Samaritans in the church who were looked down upon by the Jewish faction in the church, and then he writes to put the Jewish faction in the church who looked down upon Samaritans even in the church on notice uh, that you can be in the church and still not be of the church. Uh, just because you're sitting on the premises does not mean you're standing on the promises. Uh, that's why you'll find certain passages and accounts in Luke's gospel you don't find in any of the, in any of, the other gospel accounts. Uh, for example, you recall the story of a man whom Jesus says went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves. They stripped him, wounded him, left him half dead. But then the story says by chance there came a Jewish priest. And when he saw the man injured there, the Bible says he passed by on the other side of the street. 
Likewise, another Jew, a Levite, when he was at the place, came, looks down on the man, and then he too, like the other Jew of the church, went to the other side of the street to get away from the man. But then the Bible says another man came by, and he attended to the wounded man, gave him medical treatment, even took him to a safe place, paid for his care, took care of his provision. And that man who did all of that for that wounded man is uh, now known, not as the good Jew, but he's known as the good Samaritan. And why is all of that in the Gospel of Luke? Because, like I just said, Luke is writing, number one, to show Jesus as the great physician, but number two, to encourage of those who are down and out, even in the church, Samaritans who were looked down upon by the Jews and to show the Jews that you can be religious and still not have good religion. Likewise, the text today, which is unique to the Gospel of Luke, follows that same pattern. Here the Bible says, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, he passes through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and uh, you know that whenever Jesus is passing by, all things become possible. Yeah. Uh, even blinded eyes can now see. Yeah. And verse 12 of our text today says, He entered into a certain village, and there met him ten men that were lepers. Yeah. They stood afar off, and, and lepers, of course, were those who had uh, this, what was considered to be an awful and dreaded disease called leprosy. It's been said that leprosy was caused by a microscopic schizophacetous fungus called microbacteria lepri. Uh -huh. I'm not a physician like uh, Dr. Durden, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn one night. <laughs> we know from Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, it was a contagious disease. Causes weakness, fever, swelling, pain in the joints and limbs. Affects the skin, mucous membranes, the nervous system, your muscles. It causes lumps, boils, ulcers on the skin. Loss of color and pigmentation to the extent you turn white. can lead to disfigurement, deformities, and even death. Matter of fact, still reported today, uh, it comes up in some remote tropical areas in Africa and Asia. And so here... Uh, these men were, they were feared, they were despised, they were de rejected, avoided, hated by uh, others in the area, not even allowed to come into contact with people who did not share their disease. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, the rule of law said they had to stay hundreds of feet away from everyone else. And if anyone came within sight of someone with leprosy, the one with leprosy would have to cry out, unclean, unclean. Uh -huh. It's interesting, the Jews felt leprosy was directly connected to sin. Could you imagine having to call out your sins yeah. anytime you came in sight of someone else? Yeah. And so these men were ostracized from society, yeah. even from the church. But remember, I told you, the Bible says Jesus passes by. Yeah. And notice there were many other routes, perhaps even more direct, that Jesus could have taken on his way to Jerusalem, but he decides to go their way. I like that. Isn't it just like Jesus uh, to show up in places and situations and moments where and when others have written you off? Matter of fact, it looks like to me he likes to show up for you 
when there's no help or hope but him to show up and turn up in your life. I mean, really, isn't it just like Jesus show up in places? Just like the outskirts of his village in the text where he finds these ten helpless, homeless, hapless, hated lepers. The record is that despite their awful condition, despite their unfortunate circumstances, they did have enough sense when they saw Jesus. Verse 13 says to lift up their voices and cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad today to know no matter how far off you might feel, no matter how far off uh, you might find yourself, Jesus not only still passes by, but he still hears and answers your prayers. And notice they lifted their voices and said, uh, Yeshua, uh, Epastata, meaning Jesus, Master, Overseer. And I've discovered so many people miss out on so many blessings today uh, because they want him to be their savior, but not their master. Uh, They're missing out. They want him to be their healer, but not their overseer. Uh, They're missing out because they want him to be their deliverer, but not their Lord. But it's when you fully surrender to him and acknowledge your weakness and emptiness without him, he'll step in and strengthen and fill you. Uh, One day in Matthew chapter 9, 12 through 14, Jesus is dining uh, with those whom the Pharisees called sinners. They start criticizing Jesus uh, to his disciples. And when Jesus overhears it, he tells the Pharisees, he says, listen, they that be whole don't need a physician, uh, but just those that are sick. Uh, Now, of course, Jesus was not saying that the Pharisees were, were whole. Uh, But he was saying the Pharisees were sick, but refused to see it and therefore could not receive the wholeness that only he could give. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you, it's hard to help a person who does not recognize they need help. Uh, But these rappers, they they recognize their uncleanness. And so they cry out when they see Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. The Bible says if you humble yourself, In the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. Then notice that these lepers did not actually ask for healing. And I know some people will tell you, you haven't been blessed because you haven't been specific enough in your request to God. It's amazing how some folk know so much about your business and your relationship to God. Now listen, let me help you. There are some things I may ask the Lord for specifically, but let truth be told, uh, the biggest blessings in my life have come uh, not from me getting the getting, uh, not from me asking the Lord uh, for something specific. My biggest blessings in life have come from me simply surrendering to the Lord's will, and then He blessing me with stuff. I didn't have enough sense to ask for on my own. Am I in here by myself this morning? Matter of fact, I'm happy today because, listen, let truth be told, can I tell you what he really did? The stuff I specifically asked for, he denied. And then turned around and gave me something better than what I knew what to ask for. That's why I hang my hat on Ephesians 3 and 20 where it says, Now unto him uh, who is able... 
to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so I like the cry of these lepers. It wasn't anything specific. It simply was Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then verse 14 says, when Jesus saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And as it came to pass, they went. Now, why would Jesus tell them to go show themselves unto the priests? Well, the priests were the ones who inspected and validated whether or not one had leprosy or not. If one had leprosy at one time and was uh, supposedly healed from it, uh, the priest would have to certify it and give documentation that would then allow the individual to go back into society. Now this is really where some faith has to kick in uh, in this leprous situation uh, because again they have leprosy and, and Jesus just simply tells them go show yourselves to the priest and they don't question him whatsoever concerning the matter. They just take off like what is implied is in his instructions has already taken place. In other words, they weren't healed before they left to go get certification for the healing he told them they would have. And sure enough, the Bible says that as they were on their way, what happened? They were cleansed. They were healed. Listen, I, I wish I had just eight or nine folk in here. I'll make ten who are not ashamed to admit today you've been going through some situations and you feel like you've been at the point of these lepers here in the text. Well, all you can say is, just, just, Lord, just have mercy on me and my situation. And, and I wish you'd do like these lepers. Just go on your way. Leave out here today and start acting like what the Lord has promised has already taken place. Preach A.T. Curry. I'm doing the best that I can. I mean, somebody ought to leave here today. Yeah, yeah, acting like it's already done. And then watch the Lord work it out. I know you've heard someone say, uh, at one time, I'm sure, your blessing is on the way. Y'all heard that? Your blessing is on the way, but no, no, that, that, that's not in this text. That's not in this text. Yeah, you may have heard it, but you didn't hear it from this text. Uh, a matter of fact, this the text says the opposite. You ready? Let me tell you what the text. The text says, no, your blessing is not on the way. Uh, the, the, the text says your blessing is on your way. Maybe I'm talking too fast. I said, somebody in here heard your blessing is on the way. But that's not in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say your blessing is on the way. The Bible says your blessing is on your way. Because the Bible says as they went on their way, they were healed. And so your biggest blessings don't come from you going where you can see it. No, no, the Bible doesn't say uh, uh, you're uh, you going to find it, then start seeking it doesn't say the door's going to be open, then you can start knocking. Right. The Bible says if you seek, then you'll find. Yeah. If you knock, then the door will be open to you. Does anybody here know God is a provider? He'll give you provision. 
But that's why it's called provision and not prevision. You can't see it ahead, but when you get up on faith, you find out the blessing ain't on the way. The blessing is on your way. You got to get up and go get it. So the Bible says as they went on their way, they were cleansed. They were healed. They were healed. They, they, that's, that's, that's plural pronoun. And, and I discovered that sometimes in life, there may be others around you, even someone around you who's not really for you. And, uh, uh, but what will end up happening, uh, they'll end up being blessed because they next to you. And, and that can make some people bitter. But don't let it make you bitter because God always has something extra for you. That's going to be more than what they can see and what they can feel. And so look what happens here. Verse 15, it says, and one of the ten lepers, when he saw he was healed, instead of going forward to the priest to be declared clean and discharged from his confinement, uh, which was uh, what uh, all of them aimed at. Uh, this man turned back towards him who was the healer of his malady, malady and whom he wished to have the glory in it even before he received the benefit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one man of the ten, uh, he turns back even before getting to the priest turns back to give glory and honor to the healer of his malady. He he wanted to give him glory in it even before he received the benefit of it. And when he turns back to do that, the Bible says with a loud voice, he glorified God, fell down at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. I said, he said with a loud voice. With a lot, don't don't skip over that. He yeah. said, "With a, I know some of y'all cool, calm, and collected, uh, but 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 listen, this man he didn't allow the level of his asking to be louder than the level of his thanksgiving." Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand some folk uh, who, who 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 will uh, plead with you to pray for them and fast with them and do all of that stuff, and, and then when you do it. And God sends their deliverance. Uh, They never come back and ask you, now help me give him praise for what he's done. I mean, they loud and asking, but they whisper and thinking. Am I in here by myself today? And so uh, God has done anything for you. If he's made a way for you, if he's opened the door that only he could open, at least your thanksgiving. Uh, or be loud as you're asking. And so this one comes back with a loud voice and glorifies God. Now wait a minute. These other nine, they really were following Jesus' instruction, you might say. After all, Jesus told them, uh, go and show yourselves to the priests. Well, yeah, Jesus gave them those instructions because they needed those instructions for their healing and to be admitted back into society. 
But the one who comes back before getting to the priest is saying, yeah, I appreciate those instructions. And I'm going to do all of that that you told me to do. But I don't need any instructions uh, to, to be given to me to come back and say thank you. And to give you praise for making it possible for me in the first place. Uh, he says, I, I, I don't need the praise team to remind me. I don't need the preacher to tell me, jump up, turn around three times. But when I just think of the goodness of Jesus uh, and all he's done for me, uh, you don't have to give me any instructions to come back and give him thanks. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus, preach Curry, and all that he's done for me, you ain't got to give me no instructions. I know what he's done for me. Woke me up this morning, started me on my way, gave me health and strength, watched over my family. You ain't got to tell me, now give him praise. When I just think of his goodness, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm about done. But verse 17, after the man comes back, Jesus says, now hold on a minute. I hear a whole lot of folk. Uh, you look a little familiar, uh, but let's see. Uh, I think I remember you, but look like I remember another fella with you. Uh, a tall fella. Matter of fact, I remember another fella, well, a short fella. Remember a thin fella. A wide, a left-handed fella, uh, an older fella. I remember a younger fella. I remember one fella had one leg shorter than the other. Remember another fella had one arm, one arm longer than the other arm fella. It, it, matter of fact, it were nine other fellas. Uh, where are they? Uh, uh, in other words, he's saying that uh, if you so grateful for the blessing bestowed upon you, uh, that you would come back to give thanksgiving to me. Why wouldn't you bring the other nine with you that were blessed to say thank you as well? And I won't ask you to turn to your neighbor in here. But you just look at them like you want to ask them, uh, what happened to the other nine? Uh, why didn't you bring them with you this morning? Uh, we in here this morning at this hour of power to give thanks to God for what he's done for us. Uh, but where are the other nine that you know been blessed along with you this past week? Somebody said, Jesus said, where are the other nine? Well, finally, Jesus says, there are uh, nowhere to be found that return to give glory to God except for this stranger. I thought that was odd that he would be referred to as a stranger. Why would Jesus refer to this one that came back as a stranger, well, it was because this one was a Samaritan. The other nine were Jews. Those Jews always treated Samaritans as strangers, even within the church. Uh, they said they were mixed blood and they uh, were called half-breeds and strangers and all of that stuff. They were rejected by the Jews. But look at what the Lord does. Uh, for those who are grateful and have faith in him, uh, uh, even when you're rejected by others, he always has a special blessing for you in reserve. Yeah. 
Uh, he does some amazing things with those who have been rejected uh, uh, and discounted by others. And so, listen, all of them were healed. Uh, but the Bible says this one who came back uh, to give thanksgiving to the Lord. Uh, not only was he healed, but Jesus says, now get on up. Because you've not only been healed, uh, but your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Uh, 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 in the Greek, is the word that means well. So he said, the other nine, they've been healed. All of y'all been healed, but you're the only one that's going to be well. What are you saying, uh, preacher? A whole lot of folk around you that ain't for you. Uh, they might be healed, uh, but they healed, but they sure ain't well. Uh, you can be healed and still not be well. Uh, that's why you don't have to get upset when other folks seem to be uh, getting in on your blessing. You ain't got to be angry. Wonder did God make us think, why is God blessing them? They, they don't even like me. Well, you ain't got to worry about that. God always has something extra for those who are grateful and faithful to Christ Jesus. Oh, bless his name. And so they've been healed, but they ain't been made whole. But I'm here to tell you, uh, this, this leprosy, it, it, it's like sin. Uh, it starts small, but it can spread into other areas. And so those who were only healed uh, were just healed from leprosy. But it's still a whole lot of other stuff wrong with them. They still had other problems in their life. But I thank God today that if you just have a grateful spirit and be faithful to Christ and his cause, even when you've been rejected and feel like a stranger and outcast to others around you, God won't only heal you, but he'll make you whole. And I'm here today not because I got the largest church, the biggest house, the best car, but I've got something that others cannot see. I've got the joy of the Lord. And it comes from being grateful not only for what God has done, but I'm grateful for what he can do. And then I'm grateful for what he's doing in my life right now. I wish you helped me lift him up today. Anybody in here got a grateful spirit this morning? Everything may not have gone your way. You might not have everything you want. Oh, but thank God. I said thank God. You can be grateful for what you have and give them praise for what you expected on the way. If you get up and go on your way like you've already received it, I declare God will bring it to you. Is there anybody in here got a grateful spirit in you this morning? Won't you give them some praise in this place? Songwriter said, Jesus, Jesus, oh, how I trust him, how I prove him over and over, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm trying to quit, but my soul is happy this morning. I've been in some rejected situations. Oh, but thank God one more than Jesus passed by.